the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. We would invite you to join us for the next hour at 888-FORKFAX. That's 888-367-5329. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, professor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we come to a brand new series, a brand new teaching. Teaching regarding the uproar, the lawlessness, violence, division, and spiritual warfare in our country today. Since the death of George Floyd by a racist police officer, Satan has taken this one thing, this one thing, and has ignited a war among those in the American cities, and the people are looking for answers and solutions in all the wrong places. Well, tonight, Dr. Buckner will give us some solutions by getting to the root, by getting to the root so that we can bear fruit. For we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Bakari tonight. Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed tonight and uh, appreciate that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we know that you're going to be lifted up and blessed by our program tonight. And uh, as Brother Gary has said, uh, we are doing a new teaching tonight on uh, what's going on in our world today, uh, in our world every day now. Uh, We have trouble everywhere we look uh, on the news, in the community, and abroad. Uh, So we want to try to give some answers to these problems that we're faced with today because 1 Peter 3 and 15 says to give an answer to every man that asked of us. So Contending for the Faith is dedicated to doing that. And by the way, uh, what I'm going to be teaching on tonight, uh, there is an article that just came out in the Bakersfield Californian, uh, if you care to look at it uh, under my name in the Bakersfield Californian, uh, where I gave uh, an article and did an article uh, on you got to get to the root in America in order to bear the fruit. And they called me personally, uh, one of the administrators at the university there, I read one of my articles in the past on black males and endangered species, and gave me a call and said, uh, Dr. Buckner, can you do an article for us? And I uh, worked on that uh, for uh, several weeks and it's been completed, and it came out today with my picture. So 
you can look at that article in the Bakersfield Californian and uh, be blessed by that. Matter of fact, one gentleman uh, emailed me and said, sir, that was an excellent editorial. Hit the nail right on the head. Dads matter, morality matters, Jesus matter from an 82-year-old white guy named Chuck. That's uh, quite interesting. That blessed my heart to hear that the Lord is speaking to through me to so many people. And this article is so needed when we see so many churches in our world today that's gone deaf. They've gone MIA. They've gone silence. And uh, they're afraid to speak up. Many pastors are afraid to speak up. And so we're trying to be bold like the church in Acts, bold. Uh, receive the baptism of boldness and come forth and give reasons and answers for uh, the Christian faith and the crisis that's in our world today. Now, again, I titled this, We Need to Get to the Root of Our Problems in America in Order to Bear Fruit. And uh, they were open to me uh, bringing some answers on a biblical level. As a matter of fact, the uh, uh, they told me that uh, they even have a model themselves about using the word root, and so it fitted right into that. But let me just say this by way of introduction, because we're going to talk about this some more next week. But let me say this by way of introduction. Let me kind of get to the the root of our problems today, and then we'll try to bear some fruit in this situation. But I want to call your attention to uh, the book of Judges. In the book of Judges, chapter 17 and verse uh, 6, Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, this is a powerful verse regarding the depravity and uh, the wretchedness and the wickedness of humanity and the whole human race when God uh, nowhere was found in the picture or the center of uh, people's lives. And we see this going on today in our inner cities all over America. When God is not in the picture, this is a result of God not being in the lives of people, not in the lives of their homes, in the lives of their marriages, in the lives of their churches, in the lives of their community, and even in the lives of the schools today. When God is taken out, what happens is violence, you know, looting, killing, wars, gangs are in the place of the this G, gangs, in the place of the right G, which is God. Now, in Judges chapter 17, verse 6, it says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. This is a general characteristic of their times in those days and an excellent general characteristic of our time today. Everyone today is doing, many, most people, not all, but most people are doing what is right in their own eyes. And uh, when they start to do that, this is when God judges. You would think with this COVID thing, that people would be repenting and turning to God and surrendering to God, but they're getting worse. They're getting worse. They're doing what is right in their own eyes. 
And this is a picture of the, uh, the human race today doing what is right in their own eyes. And it doesn't matter what God says and what is right in God's eyes. They're going to do what is right in their own eyes. This is a picture of what went on during the time of Noah and God judged the world. And during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah and God judged the world. And it's going on today and sooner or later, God is going to step in and judge the world. He's already judging it, but he's going to bring that ultimate judgment uh, and just put man to rest. This is a picture of the sinful humanity at its worst and the sinful behavior at its worst during that time and today as well. Now, here is a critical root question. Listen to this critical root question. What is the root reason or cause for humanity doing what is right in their own eyes? What is the cause? What is the root for all of this? Well, the answer is found in two passages of Scripture, and I want you to write these two passages of Scripture down. Number one, the first one is found in Jeremiah 17 and 9. Jeremiah 17 and 9. It says that the heart, this is what the prophet says, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, God knows it. And Jeremiah is saying that this is the problem. The problem is a wicked, uh, deceitful hearts today doing what is right in their own eyes. This is what the problem is. And Jeremiah hits it right on the head. And then the root cause of why humanity has literally lost their mind and doing what is right in their own eyes is because Jeremiah the prophet says in Jeremiah 17 and 9, because of the wicked, deceitful heart, a heart that is not pure. But Jesus talked about pure hearts. When a heart is not pure after God, a heart will do all sorts of wicked, desperate, evil things. Now, number two, Jesus pretty much follows up with uh, Jeremiah, what Jeremiah said in Matthew 15 and 19. In Matthew 15 and 19, you might want to write that down. And Jesus hits on this heart thing again. See, Jeremiah hit it on the heart, and now Jesus is hitting it right on the heart too. And he says here, Jesus says in Matthew 15 and 19, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. This is a dead-on true description of what we are seeing in our major cities across America today. And somebody needs to preach on it and teach on it like Dr. Buckner's doing and bring it to not only to world, but to our churches, that this problem of racism, bigotry, hate, violence, looting, stealing, and all that stuff will never be solved until we get to the root. And the root is a wicked heart that doesn't have a heart after God like David did. Uh, now, what is happening in our world today, this is one of the lowest dirty things you can do. This is why God is going to judge the world. That they are now burning Bibles 
these rioters. They're burning Bibles and American flags at the same time in the middle of the street. Can you believe that? Now, can you imagine if somebody were to burn a Quran, they would have a race war. They would have a war all across America and uh, with the Muslims. And a lot of people would go to jail. But they can do that with the Bible, right? And the American flag. You do that with a Muslim flag and see what will happen. Now, this is the point that I want to say in conclusion. How do you answer the, the problem of a wicked, wretched, desperate heart, deteriorating heart? Well, there's one answer. Is that we got to repent. We got to confess our sins. And we got to repent of a wicked heart. And we got to surrender it over to Jesus Christ, who's a heart fixer and a mind regulator. He's the great physician. He's the only one that can deal with these wicked hearts that are doing what they want to do in their own eyes. So we need to confess the sins. You know, our nation needs to do that. Our world needs to do that. Churches need to do that because of their silence. And you know what? Jeremiah talks about that wicked heart. Jesus did. And yet in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, this is the solution. This is the answer to the root problem. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal, heal their land. Don't you know that we need a healing today? But the healing never can come unless we turn from our wicked ways. Now, the word turn is another word for repentance. We need to bring forth the fruit of repentance. We need to confess our sins. And we need to, because the problem today is not skin, but it's sin. You can have meetings about racism until things come popping out of your ears and it's never going to solve the problem because it's not the issue of racism. It's the issue of sin because when I deal with sin, see the first S, I deal with the sin problem, and then there's another S, that's the, the solution, and that's a savior. And when we turn to him, We'll learn to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we'll love our neighbor as ourselves. And that will obliterate all this madness that's going on today in our world. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right. It's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 888 367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. 
Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, Professor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. Actually, they're, they're all lit up. So if you're calling in, just be patient and uh, hold on. We'll get to you. Um, so, you know, the number again is one 888 And uh, we just like to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith. We know that this is a prayer-driven ministry, and so many of you have been praying, and we appreciate those prayers because they do make a difference. And we thank also all of you who have partnered with us financially here at Contending for the Faith because this is a listener-supported ministry, and without your support, it's hard to do what we need to do. And over the last week, we want to thank uh, Jonathan and Sarah, Jackie, Sandra, C.R. Charles, for their generous donations. Uh, we really appreciate it, but we're still in uh, uh, in a deficit. We need $725 to be current, which includes all of our podcast fees and everything we do here. And uh, we need your help. So we want you to consider partnering with us, not only through prayer, which is vital, but also financially. There's two ways that you can donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. And just click on the donate button and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we really need your support. We really need your prayers. We want to get this uh, this deficit taken care of. We, we need your help in retiring that $725 uh, bill so that we can keep doing what God has called us to do. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, uh, for those announcements, and we appreciate it. And I guess we need to get right to our caller so we can use our time. Uh, right. Our first caller tonight is CC on line one. Brother CC, how you doing? All right. How you guys doing? Oh, we're truly blessed. So we trust that you got encouraged and blessed by the word tonight. It's never a time that I haven't listened to this program that I haven't gotten blessed. So, yeah, uh-huh. of course. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. What was one thing that stood out for you tonight in the Word? You hit on Jeremiah seventeen nine, and like I said, that has been a lot of people been having a lot of different ways of trying to deal with, like a lot of different issues, like with racism and all the things that you were talking about. But this is never mentioned. So you mentioned Jeremiah seventeen nine, and you mentioned that the root was sin. That got me because this is a passage that. I've meditated on a lot, along with Matthew seven, Matthew um, chapter fifteen. So I was really encouraged by. It. Plus, you say a lot more. I just can't get into everything. I know because other people in line, but that's that's like what that was a main hit because that's what people miss it at. It's the heart, and you you hit right there. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Appreciate those uh, that feedback, and uh, I know you always have a good question. And what's on your heart tonight? 
Before I get to the question, I just want to give I just want to give two 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 um, just two testimonies. It's really, I, I'll give it quick. The first testimony is just to make a long story short. I was uh, uh, somebody who's in the celebrity world. I was able to get it uh, get past LL Cool J's uh, cell phone number, so I was able to get in touch with him, and basically was able to minister to him um, through text messages. And um, I left some messages. I have his cell phone number right to this day. I don't really bug him too much because I know, but I was able to minister to him several um, on different text messages, and I even left some of the, some of the passages on there. So I just was think that was very encouraging to him and his wife. I guess prior to this quarantine, they had been going to church. So the prayers that we had prayed for Hello Cool J is really getting getting to them. And you know, I just think that was that was really a real testimony. I actually have a cell phone number, and um, I don't really bother him too much. But when I do, I just text him and leave some messages. He's text me, think like two, think like twice. So I just want to leave that. And then the second testimony, the second thing I just want to give is that. Um, just for people who are listening out there, if they if for their health, it is good to drink uh, Lakewood organic lemon juice. You can get it at Safeway. You you put it in water. It's, it's really good for the arteries. It's good for um if, if for people who have oxalates and calcium in their uh, kidneys, which that causes kidney stones. Well, this lemon juice actually dissolves the kidney stones or prevents it from from, from occurring. And also, it's good for Stopping microhemorrhaging of the arteries. Microhemorrhaging arteries or arteries is what leads to aneurysms. So that's good to drink. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, we appreciate that, and uh, uh, you're bringing that out, and we'll look into that, and I'm sure some other people will too. And it's always good uh, uh, if it's legit. Uh, sounds like it is. It'll be something that uh, people will benefit from. I drink a lot of lemon juice myself, so uh, it's a good thing. All right, and what's on your heart? What's your question? I wanted to ask you, um, why is it that God required that the priest come down from the line of Aaron? Oh, that's a good question. Very good question. Well, uh, there's some reasons why, and uh, let me try to break it down the best I can for you. Uh, because uh, Moses uh, uh, complained about the fact that uh, he could not speak well. You know, he did complain about he could not speak well. And even though Moses was a pretty good speaker, he wasn't as articulate in his communication as uh, Aaron was. <clears throat> so God appointed Aaron as Moses's uh, spokesperson and prophet. And uh, Aaron served as his, uh, uh, you know, uh, spokesperson, spokesman, and, and part of the law, the Torah, that Moses received from God at Mount Sinai granted also Aaron the priesthood for uh, himself and his male descendants. And uh, so he became the first high priest of uh, the Israelites. So it was a twofold thing. One, because uh, Moses had a hard time speaking, and then... Uh, God uh, brought uh, Aaron into the picture there. And then after Mount Sinai, he just simply allowed the anointing to come upon Aaron because he was at the right place at the right time. And that's one thing that's good about serving God. If you're, you know, you're at the right place at the right time, God will always use you and you get yourself prepared. And Aaron was prepared. He was with Moses and being mentored. And God said, okay, I'm just going to let the priesthood come right through that that line. So that's how 
it all came about. And hopefully that helps to answer your question. I was just wondering. I appreciate that. Oh, good, good. Uh, always remember that because that's a, a good way to, uh, you know, uh, look at that. But it's also good to know because that's a good question. And I'm sure a lot of people are blessed by the answer as well. Uh, you have uh, any prayer requests that we can pray for before we uh, go oh, to yeah. this call? Yeah, if you could just pray for me. Uh, pray for me. Pray for my. You pray for my mother, my father, and my family, as well uh, as have as have you guys want to pray for them. And if you could just pray for me, um, I have some really difficult neighbors that that stay next door to me, and they have some kids, and they let their kids run around like at six o'clock in the morning. And this has been going on for months, like six o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. So. I barely get any sleep, and I just want to pray that God will help to get the owner involved or something to be done because it's out of hand. I don't; they run like animals, and it's really bad. I can't even get good sleep. Hmm. Well, we need to pray around that. So, uh, Brother Gary, you want to lift my brother up in prayer? Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you continue to watch over uh, CC's mother and father and his family. We pray, Lord God, that you protect them and keep them in this this COVID culture that we're in. And we pray, Lord God, over the situation, his living situation, and that you, Lord God, would calm things down, Lord God, that you would supernaturally intervene and move in a mighty way, Lord God, to calm those children, uh, those parents, make them uh, responsible. And Lord God, we pray that if necessary, Lord God, you grant him favor with his landlords and the people that are in charge and the management that they can uh, intercede as well, Lord God, and, and calm things down, Lord God. However you want to move, Lord God, we just pray that you do. We thank you for his praise report regarding um, uh, dealing with these celebrities, LL Cool J, and, and we just thank you for that. We pray that those your word as he's texted to them would not return void, but would touch their lives and move in a mighty way. And we thank you, praise you, and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And thank you, CC, for your call. And God bless you, brother. We look forward to talking to you next week, if God's will. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's go to our next caller. Uh, Jermaine's been holding. Brother Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Just uh, very blessed tonight to hear the program. Oh, good. Uh, what was one thing that stood out for you? Well, uh, you know, I had to echo what Cece said. It, it, it just you the opening statement, and and I pulled up the um, article with, with uh, the article that you wrote, and just the first paragraph alone blessed me. It, I just, I got to a point in my life where it was kind of frustrating dealing with people who say they're Christian. And I'm not trying to, I'm fairly judging, but this it seems like, like people like yourself and John MacArthur and other people are out there by themselves and all these other people had their heads in the sand. So I, I was just blessed by, you know, the thing you do every week, just the boldness to preach I, is, it's a blessing. I actually, I can't say much more than that. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that you were able to see the article. I do want to encourage people to check that article out. You will get blessed and it's just right on the money uh, in terms of, not only giving a bold answer, but uh, giving solutions to the problem uh, that we're facing today. So thank you, Brother Jermaine, for that feedback. And what's on your heart tonight? You uh, want to continue the discussion we had last time? Uh, yeah, um, I, I wanted to continue the discussion because uh, 
you know, I see it far too often. Uh, people who are dedicated ministers and, and dedicated just servants of God, and and you know, you have this one person. I've had it in my family where there's somebody who just goes the opposite way, and I know there's a certain amount of uh, of free will involved, but. It's always sad to me when people who are watching from outside in, um, they kind of have comments to make in the negative, like, oh, maybe you didn't do something, or, oh, I guess uh, God wasn't that strong if such and such child did this and that. But I've uh, tried to break down, I've even found examples in the Bible, uh, from Job and other people who, you know, sometimes you can't control every member of your family because they have their own minds. But I was just wondering, is there... Is there something that can be done on the part of the the parents in the home or the the people, the elders in the home, to to kind of curtail some of that stuff? I, I know there's only so much that you can do, but I just wanted to hear you speak on it because what really struck me was was uh, Dr. Barnhouse's daughter and and people going. I think it was a daughter and a granddaughter going just completely the opposite of what I know he would stand against and choosing their own path. Uh, spiritually and then I, I know as far as the granddaughter she's become a i think it's a unitarian uh reverend or whatever and, and and she's also out as a lesbian and into everything just blasphemous i just i wanted to hear your thoughts on that yeah well thank you for that uh let me just check and make sure do we have how much time do we have before we go to the commercial break we've uh, got about three minutes three minutes okay let me go into this a little bit and then we can come back with it as well. But uh, I believe that, um, again, uh, you hit on something that I tapped into last week, um, that uh, every body God has created with volitional choice. And I don't think it's, the you know, the issues of family uh, is put in the Bible for by mistake and even going to the Garden of Eden, uh, because here you got a perfect God, uh, and he creates uh, two people that's uh, God is uh, perfect in his nature, but he created them uh, perfect, but they had volitional choice. And yet in the midst of that choice, uh, they chose to go away from their father. <clears throat> and uh, you can't get it any better than that because there was a guy one time that he was so down and out about his kids uh, wandering off and he did nothing but train them and gave them the right thing. And when I told him that story, it kind of lifted his spirit because he's like, yeah, if God going to experience that, what makes us exempt? So, uh, and then you have uh, Adam and Eve's first sons and, you know, one of them is good. The other one goes the bad way. And you just have that throughout the Israel and and it's uh, today. And I don't believe that the story of the prodigal son uh, is put in there by, uh, uh, you know, mistake. Uh, God put that in there. Uh, Jesus taught it to teach us that, you know, there's still hope. Even when you've done everything you could do and you put the seed in a child and uh, they come up influenced by the schools and, you know, the schools today and universities are so anti-God and anti-Christian and uh, anti-spirit that they get influenced by all of these different things. And some kids come up with solid. So things that one could do uh, is not only give the children 
the word of God and keep them in church. Uh, we can't do a lot of it now, but, you know, online, but also have young people uh, involved with a youth minister and youth activities. But ultimately, in the midst of you, a person doing everything that they can do, it boils down to some kids are going to just serve God. They're going to be faithful. Then others brought up in a Christian home will still astray. You know, you think about Tony Evans. Uh, there's a story about uh, his daughter. I think she made, went to the streets working. And then you got so many other people who uh, children have gone astray. But when that seed is there, uh, you put that seed there, you plant that seed there and with prayer, you know, uh, if they are meant to be a true believer, they'll come back like the prodigal son. You know, he mm-hmm. was out there in the pig's pen, realized that uh, he wasn't a pig. And then being a Jew in the pig's pen, that's the lowest thing you could go to. Just a, how low can you go in a pig's pen? And, you know, they wanted nothing to do with pigs. But, you know, that story is there to encourage us and encourage you with that question that no matter uh, what, how perfect a father is, because that father didn't do no wrong. And Jesus gives the story, and he gave the son everything he needed. And, uh, and he inherited everything, but yet he chose to go out and waste it, get in the midst of prostitutes. But, you know, he came to his senses because the father put something in it. So, yeah, think yeah. about Flynn Graham. Mm-hmm, right. Right. Billy Graham's son, right? Billy Graham's son, another one, yeah. 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 One day he was, I'm glad you brought that up. One day he was, uh, uh, you know, out there in the world, you know, look at Billy Graham and Ruth Graham. They taught him everything. He went out there in the world and did everything that you could think of out there. And one day in a hotel room, he got convicted and fell down on his knees. And look at the way God used them. And no matter how or they go out there, God can use them, and they and He used the prodigal son. He came back home, gave him what he needed. That son was lost, and now he found found. But you hear this with great leaders that's been here and there and there, you know. And uh, I mean, even myself, you know, I was brought up in a Christian home, but I didn't do everything perfect, you know. And I had my moments. I think all of us have had our moments. Uh, uh, you know, but the seed was put in us. So that's the, the good thing. I'm going to have Gary to say something and then uh, bring it home and then we'll have... All right. I think it's time for us to take yeah, a break. Okay. Okay. We, yeah. we need to take a break. Our that. phone lines are slowly coming back open. Uh, you can give us a call. The number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one 367 5329 Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, Professor, and Expert on the Cults, 
Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Grab that phone and give us a call. We still have a little bit of time left in the broadcast to entertain your questions, your comments. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you because we believe that prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. Always be quick to pray. And uh, and once again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for this ministry. We really appreciate it. It is a a prayer-driven situation here for sure. And we need those continual, consistent prayers. And also we want to thank you for partnering with us financially here at Contending for the Faith. Because in addition to your prayers, we need your financial partnership. This is a listener-supported ministry. And without your support, we wouldn't be on the air. And uh, right now we're facing a $725 deficit. We need your help in retiring that bill. And uh, there's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Just get on your laptop, smartphone, tablet, whatever you use, and connect to the Internet and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. And it's that simple. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, again, for those announcements. And we were talking to Jermaine. Jermaine, you there? Yes, I am. Just want to say this in conclusion and then get your feedback before we get to the next caller is that Gary and I had a little talk about this afterwards and uh, during the commercial break. But one thing we have to really keep in mind is that the devil comes at the Christian family uh, like there is no tomorrow because he wants to literally come through the children so he can get to those leaders, those godly leaders. And so it's uh, it's an all-out attack and it's warfare. So I really think, too, that uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but this is another thing I want to put in the pot as well, that it's very important that, uh, you know, pastors and leaders in a leadership role not only teach their congregation about spiritual warfare, but also that they teach their family and their children about it because the devil is going to come at the children of leaders, Christian leaders, full throttle. So we need to bring that into the picture here. Make sure that we teach them spiritual warfare at an early age to counteract the devil, the three enemies, the devil, the flesh, and the world. So I want to bring that out. So hopefully that's helped you out and uh, giving you a little uh, additional insight. Yeah, I thought that was uh, tremendous. Thank, thank you very much for that. And thank you always for your good calls, my brother. I appreciate you as well. And tell your family we said hello and we're praying for them. Appreciate it. All right. God bless, brother. All right. God bless. All right. Let's go to Rick on line three. Hey, brother Rick. And I just want to ask, uh, ask this question. Yes. What's on your heart? That, uh, you know, with all the events that are going on today with the uh, riots, the burning of Bibles and things like that, where are the where, where are the people in the church 
and where are the uh, where are the pastors? There is there is such a pacifism today. What is going on? That's a very good question. The pacifism going on today, and the MIAism going on today, and so many of our churches today, and they've become uh, like roly polies, dead silent on this issue, and that's why I did this article. Well, I think there's a number of reasons why, uh, to answer that good question that you asked, a number of reasons why. Uh, I think one of the major reasons why is uh, fear. Uh, that the, And the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And fear is uh, parading in a lot of our churches because they fear not being accepted, they fear being attacked, their churches being attacked, their ministries. They fear being persecuted. They fear their churches being burnt, windows being broken in, all of that stuff going on. And the big issue is this, that where's the, the, the baptism of boldness? I mean, the early church in the book of Acts there was nothing that fazed them. Look at the way these people were beaten and scourged, and they went through so much more than what we are going through today. And we're afraid that a church may be burned down, or if we speak out, Black Lives Matter won't like us, or there's, well, they're going to come and protest at our church or our home. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We need to pray for the, the, the baptism of boldness in our churches, like the early church did in the book of Acts. They spoke with boldness. They spoke with the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't care what the world thought. They only cared what God said. And look at the Roman, the Roman emperors. They said, Caesar is God. No, they said, Jesus is God. And they were bold. And even got to the point where they told him to shut up, don't say anything. And then Peter said, with the baptism of boldness, he said, we must obey God rather than man. He was baptized with the baptism of boldness. We need that in our churches today. I'm speaking with conviction because this is a sensitive area with me when I see the churches silent, leaders not coming out. And I'm, I, don't, I don't even see a lot of this being preached on the radio, on KFAX, other radio stations, uh, sermons and messages, dealing with it, addressing it, like this message tonight. I challenge every pastor, every leader, if you're doing it, praise God. You know, you got to talk about sin. You got to talk about a Savior. You got to talk about salvation. You got to talk about Jesus is the only answer. And you got to do it with boldness and don't care what the world thinks and what they feel, see, because this is what it's all about, you know. And if we don't do that, uh, we're going to be judged by God. See, there's a sin of omission and commission. And those are big sins right there. You know, evangelism is not the great suggestion. It's the great commission, you know, it's not a suggestion thing. It's a commission thing that we be dedicated to and radical for our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's my answer 
that we need to repent. We need to confess our sin of fear. And Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. And Jesus said, don't fear man, but what man can do, but fear what God can do. Throw both soul and body in hell. You know, so he's not giving us this. And we are more than conquerors. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The only way people are going to be saved is for us to be that light and salt. The salt to a decaying world and the light to a dark world that needs Jesus. He's the only answer, and we need to give it to the world. Hopefully that's helped me out a lot. Amen. Very much so. And and, and this week, and it just happened that this weekend that I had a uh, confrontation with my parents. They 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 were running they were running they were running their mouth off and uh, I I just talk with the fact that God is in control. Well, that's all you can do. God is in control. He's on the throne, and He'll have the final say. And then also, don't even with his family and parents, don't spend your time trying to communicate with somebody. Even if it's mom or dad, if they're going to be irrational. If they're going to carry on a rational conversation, you can talk all day. They're not going to do that. Don't even waste your time. Thank you for your call. We're going to try to get Sophia in here before our time is up. But thank you for your call. And God bless you. All right. All right, Sophia, you there? Oh, of course I am. Now, listen, I'm going to hold my comments because we're late for time next week, but because of Rick's call and because of the whole evening, may I just read a little thing? This is from Deuteronomy 31.6. Um, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God will it goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's what people have to remember. They're so scared. They're so scared. Oh, they might come and, you know, as you say, you know, I don't know, throw a firecracker through my window. I'm not terrified. I'm not terrified. God is with us, and, 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 and they can't hurt me. These men can't hurt me. These people, they're, they're, I don't even know. They say they're for the black community. They're not. So I just wanted to read that, and I, I, I want the reason I called was I was wanted to talk about now maybe next week talk when there's more time, but I was talking about the Romans 13. Everyone must submit them himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. And I have people now saying, No, 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 Sophia, come on this march with us. We're going to go. We're going to go protest and burn a, a, a federal office. And, and we're doing it because we have social justice on our side. It's so screwy. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can say it. What's that, it's that word? I, I didn't mean to be um, irreverent. It's so You're nutty. fine. Okay. It's so nutty in this world that people think, oh, because it's social justice, that means that God approves and we don't have to worry about the authority. So I wanted to read third Deuteronomy thirty I mean Deuteronomy one two. But I know I have limited time, but I could ask you more about that because it's let, me the this, of let, me God. let me say this quickly uh before our time is out. Uh, and we can pick this up next time. But uh we always gotta be careful about uh what we mean by social justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, social justice the way the world talks about it is not the way that God defines social justice. Because when the world defines social justice, they're simply uh, talking about reparations or they're talking about a situation where it's white guilt. And then it's also a situation where they're blaming the whites for the past. 
that's not social justice from a biblical perspective, because God comes at social justice as a, every individual is responsible for what they do. And so when the world talks about social justice, we got to define it in the biblical light. And then when we come to Romans chapter 13, one thing we have to always remember is that when they try to use that, Romans 13, it's just the opposite. Because Romans 13 is really teaching us to be subject to the governmental authorities in relationship to uh, people governing themselves by the law. But it condemns in Romans chapter 13, it goes after lawlessness. And that's what it's teaching. When it says to be subject, uh, this is a Greek word that's used in the Greek for a soldier having absolute obedience to his superior. Now, uh, the only time that uh, one is not to be subject to one superior is when they contradict the Bible, the Word of God. That means from the White House, the ranch house, the church house, and any house. So the bottom line is, like Peter said, we must obey God rather than man. So anytime the government contradicts that, but the government is there to protect us against all of the lawlessness, and that's what Romans uh, chapter 13 is all about. When they talk about defunding the police department, and uh, Biden says he wants to redirect the funds, you know, don't change it up. You're talking about defunding the police department. Now, uh, that is a one of the great, gravest mistakes that anybody can make because it's going to come a day when things are going to get a lot worse if things are controlled by the leftists and people who are under a Marxist socialist mentality. We think it's bad now. It's going to get a lot worse. Well, anyway, we appreciate your call and always uh, your questions as well. All right. I hear the music, so we better put a cap on this tonight. We've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Uh, please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time, and we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.